0: Welcome to the Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast. This is your podcast for all things hockey. On this podcast, we talk about past history to the modern day and what you can do to grow the sport. I am your host, Adam Rothstein. All right, let's get to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rothstein, of course. So today I am talking about the Winnipeg Jets moving into first in the Central Division. And you've got the Capitals moving to the great state of Virginia, along with their basketball team, the Wizards, as well. Let's get into it. All right. So uh, last night was a really good game. Uh, Berhsoar of the goalie of the Jets had a a pretty good game. Uh, the Jets would go on to win this game five to two. Now, uh, Mr. Kane um, was able to get his second goal as a Red Wing last night, but it was really all washed out after the Jets pummeled. Optimus Reimer, so, or James Reimer, rather, uh, for those of you that don't know. And, and I have to admit, they really moved the puck so well, too. Like, the Jets were fun to watch. If you were able to watch that game, um, and you were in the uh, Canadian market of Winnipeg, or you were in the area of Detroit City, you know, you were able to watch it. But for most of us in Um, On the coast, we're not able to watch it. We're not able to watch it unless we're near Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, or even really Minnesota um, if you're here in the States. But you have to be living in Manitoba to see it on television there. And of course, you have to be at the arena. Now, um, to start things off for us, we had Mr. Pionk um get open the scoring. Then we had Mata getting the first goal of Detroit. It looks like it's gonna be even in the Great Providence of Manitoba, but that is not going to happen as Ellers gets the second for the for them at um 741 in the first. He gets 11 goals on the year too. And so really good uh, really good, um, season for Ehlers so far. Then, Johnson Fajalbi, uh, gets the third for the Jets. Then, velardi um, got the fourth for the Jets, um, in the, uh, second period. Um, excuse me, uh, those goals were in the second period. The only, when the first period ended, you're... Uh, Pionk had the only goal of that period, so uh, it was just one nothing after 1. So, um, Velarde's goal was pretty good. It was a tic-tac goal. It was perfectly set up, and Reimer was way out of position, which uh, gave Velarde the um, open net. So, that was good. Uh, Patrick Kane would get his uh, second goal uh, as being a Red Wings, so that's there. Then... Shifley uh, gets his 12th of the year, and he is up uh, 5, and he puts them at 5-2. to The shots were 41-28 in favor of the Jets. They won most of the face-offs at 56%. They had only four minutes of penalties um, for the Jets, and that was actually the only um, total really this was not a uh, penalty heavy game which i liked and, and and there were some great hits and checks uh i liked that too so it was really a clean game and you still had plenty of hitting and that's what i like clean good hits um and the hits were also in favor of the jets uh 20 to 13 and they also blocked 20 shots and the red wings only blocked 11 the Jets had twelve shots on goal in the first period. Um, they had eighteen in the second period, and they and that's how you get most of the goals. Then you had eleven in the third, and they had a total of forty one shots. Not not a bad night for Detroit City. Uh, I'm excuse me, Winnipeg and Detroit City. Um, the Red Wings only had twenty eight. So. There's that. So they were really pouring it on James Reimer too. And James Reimer is not the type of he's not like his Maple Leaf days too. Like he was really good back in the in his days of the Maple Leafs. But now this but now that the Jets are in first in the um central out west, um where does this stand for the the Winnipeg For Winnipeg and the Canucks, are they going to be playing uh, against each other at some point? Uh, Possibly. They might be. You still have to worry about Vegas. I think that um, now the two... Well, the two hottest teams that have the best chance right now to win the Stanley Cup that are in the great country of Canada are the Canucks and the Jets. The... Canadians are not, are a little over 500, but I just don't see them making it. I could be wrong on that. Um, Maybe you could argue the Maple Leafs, but I'm just going to default to they're going to just, you know, choke either in the first or second round. And then you're going to be left with the Canucks and the Jets. So I'm just going to, I'm not going to. Um, I, yeah, I'll be sure to hold my breath uh, when the Leafs uh, win that one. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I just don't believe, I just refuse to believe the Leafs are going to win the Stanley Cup this year. I'm sorry because they do it every year. They just find a way to to just flop like a fish on the deck from SpongeBob and, and they just cannot get it done. Okay. They failed against Florida. They've they failed so many times against Boston, um, and and now they have to. Um, and And I just don't see that happening. And they and yes, you have Austin Matthews, and he's on pace to get seventy three goals. But seventy three goals in the regular season doesn't transfer to the playoffs. And if it and it, what good is seventy three goals if you do not bring that performance into the playoffs and are able to overcome so much. Uh Austin Matthews in game 5 remember uh was not the um was um, didn't really had a goal like uh, Mitch Marner was like one of the stars that had it and, and um in game 5 and and he was not bringing his A game in that game. So so there's still not enough indication to for me to say that they can do it, and and until I see some change, uh, I'm just going to default say the Maple Leafs are not going to go past uh, the second round. I'll play it safe, keep my words up there. Now, as a Washington Capitals fan, I am I don't know how I should be feeling about this uh, because this was um. Came out um, a few days ago. The Wizards cap slash Capitals billionaire owner strikes a deal with Virginia governor to ditch D.C. except for his W-A- WNBA franchise. Now, that doesn't necessarily make any sense to me um, why you would leave your WNBA franchise in D.C. Um, and not bring it, um, not bring it along in the uh, new building in Virginia, uh, as well. But, but here's the thing, um, I wanted to tell you about when I was growing up and, uh, going to Capitals games and stuff. I was, uh, 13 years old when I, or 12 or 13 years old when I went to my first Capitals game. And, um, and, and I got a puck afterwards, but it, it was fun to just watch and just see it too, the first time, you know, and we got on the Metro and did all that stuff. And it was called the Verizon Center at the time. And we and, and, you know, just seeing Olaf Kolzig on his like last days, too, was uh, pretty fun. But what was convenient about going to the games other than, you know, not like the Orioles or or anything like that, or just actually having to drive to this, to a city, and then park, and then take um that cable car in uh, Baltimore, you know, the trolley, we'll call it, and and just go down to the stadium, and go down to Camden Street, you know, it's much simpler to just you know file in and then just walk a, walk two blocks in DC. And just go into Verizon Center and just go to your seat and go into an arena, too. So that was um, what I liked going to as well. And, and Wizards games, too. I went to, like, several Wizards games during college with my old man on uh, winter break, too. And and I loved the Wizards games. It was fun. And we had, um, you know, I think Martin Gortat was... Um, is still in the league, but it doesn't matter. But but that doesn't make any sense. So um, just wanted to give you some uh, clarity on that uh, before I go any further. Now, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin has reached a tentative agreement with the parent company of the NBA's Washington Wizards and NHL's Washington Capitals to move those teams from the District of Columbia to what he called a new visionary sports and entertainment venue in Northern Virginia. The proposal, which would need the state legislature's approval, calls for the creation of a $2 billion development south of Washington in Alexandria, just miles from the existing arena, Yunkin said in an interview with the Associated Press and ahead of an announcement Wednesday, at the site, it would include an arena for what would be the state's first major professional sports teams, as well as a new Wizards practice facility, a separate performing arts center, a media studio, new hotels, a convention center, housing, and shopping. Okay, so remember the out in Tempe when they um, voted down that entertainment district? I think... Being from the Mid-Atlantic, they're going to get this through. They're going to get this through somehow, and they're going to—and they're just going to—and um, and, and it's going to just bring in so much revenue. Now, I think—now, you still have the mystics of the WNBA who are still going to be playing in that arena, and you have the Hoyas of both the men's and the women's team— of Georgetown that are going to be in there as well. Now the Georgetown Hoyas, I actually did get to see them play in person. So I I definitely do um, like that as well. Um, So uh, I've got to admit that he was that, that I'm sorry, the team was really good to watch in person. So they're going to, so I don't think the, so the arena is not going to go totally to waste. It's going to be used for, as a college venue. Now, what do you do about hockey? Um, there's still some Nova club, club teams, I'm sorry, uh, Northern Virginia club teams that could still go in and use the arena. I was in, Her- we were in Hershey when we were um, playing and uh, it was a really big arena too uh, that we got to uh, play in, in an, and it, in the, an AHL arena um as well for the um for the time when I was at Towson and uh definitely liked it. it. I I I liked the arena. It was good too. So I think that if they can come in and just pay for a season and just have like a tournament there uh from the Northern Virginia club hockey teams, or you can get some of the Maryland club hockey teams down there as well, um, you can definitely uh, use the facility. And I think you should be using the facility to grow the sport of hockey as well there. And, it, and you're right in D.C. too. You are right there and you can promote it too. Uh, maybe you won't get it on TV, but I think you should still promote it. Uh, let's continue on here. So the Commonwealth will will now be home to two professional sports teams, a new corporate headquarters, and over 30,000 new jobs, Junkin said in a statement. So Monumental Sports and Entertainment CEO Ted Leonsis uh, appeared with Junkin and city officials at Wednesday's announcement. He endorsed the proposal, thanked Yunkin, and said he had goosebumps at the thought of the project coming together if all goes as planned, which I still believe it will. Monumental also owns WNBA's Mystics, and Leonsis said his expectation was that Capital One Arena, where the Wizards and Capitals currently play, could host women's sports and other events like concerts. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, they could certainly do um, college sports. They could still, the NCAA could bring in a tournament there and just have, and just use it too. I mean, there's, use that arena, please. Uh, And it's in, you know, it's in the capital city of the United States. You know, it's, cap- I'm sorry, the capital of the United States. It is a district, not a city, but the NCAA men's basketball tournament should use it, they should absolutely use it. Now, I'm not sure where the uh 2024 um uh excuse me, the 2024 men's tournament is going to be, but they should use it. Uh, that's just more of an opinion. I think, um, when the deal does go through, um, you know, Virginia is going to get it, they're still going to be called the Washington Capitals, too. Like, the New York Jets and the New York Giants are still going to be called are still called that, even though they play in New Jersey. So it's kind of like that, too, and and the Reds. I'm sorry, the Commanders play in Landover. So the only team that's going to be in the DC, the actual District of Columbia is the Nationals, too. Uh, is it is the Nationals, and that's it. You know, that's it. So. So I guess they got a little taste of Oakland there when they're the only official game in town, as well. I think um, when when you're really when the Capitals rebuild after Ovechkin goes, which they will have to rebuild, they're gonna want as much money as possible, and and with the tax benefit of being in Virginia, you there's less you know, there's less tax on the owner, less tax on the players. Players will be more incentivized to come over to the DMV area to play, and and they're not going to be taxed as heavily as if they were in D.C. The thing with D.C. is that, that you're right at the Metro. It's already built. It's a good facility back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. You still have so much you can get out of it as well. But but I think it will still... But where they're going to put it exactly, I'm still not sure. Um, I'm going to check something here. Metro. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's only a few more. Metro stops away. and so, so I'm still maybe... Once I have a map of this, I'll definitely I would like to show you all of this. Um, so there's that. but but given this you know development, it, it definitely can work. And and you know, there's not really much incentive to be in DC, especially you know, I guess, you know, crimes up there and and once again, the tax is up there and there's just it's so much there and you know you can spread out in northern Virginia there's there's a lot of development that can be made there so I don't think this is a bad idea and going into Virginia is still a good thing the Capitals played once in Landover too so and and like and no one knows what Landover is Unless you're a huge diehard football fan, or you are a real diehard sports history fan, so unless you know something about that, you know you're not going to know what Landover is. But, but, but you really should. But this is a good opportunity for the NHL, and in and they really and Virginia does deserve a shot at actually hosting a professional sports team. Now they're going to get. Two, they're gonna get the Capitals and the Wizards, um, and and guess what? They'll be able to transform the rink to a court and back and forth, um, as well. The Hoyas might come there, and and guess what? That's one more venue that you could have for um for concerts and comedy sketches and all this stuff as well. One more one more venue in the area. So, you know, if Taylor Swift wants to book something um, in either Virginia or um, D.C., you know, Bill Burr could come in and just, or the Hoyas could be playing as well, and not having to worry about that because she's in Virginia, and she'll, and you're not conflicting schedules, so less conflict of schedules there. But I think it's going to be overall a good thing for the NHL, and you can definitely get more hockey fans involved. Uh, we now, I grew up 15 miles away from DC, and if Alex Ovechkin was not involved here, if there was no team here, if it was over in Cleveland. You know, a lot less of us would be playing. So now a lot more people will be playing because you're still in the area, you're gonna just be moving a little south, and and you know, and the wealth of Northern Virginia is high. Tyson's corner is is bussing as the Gen Zers would once say. But but with all that, you've got you have a potential to really make some good revenue in Northern Virginia, and really grow the sport of hockey in the South, too. And yes, Virginia's the South, even though it, it, it feels like the North in Tyson's Corner. <sighs> um, For the Washington, as of for the Washington Capitals, I think Um, a little bit about them. Uh, fun fact, did you know that Tristan Jari has more goals in the past 13 or 14 games than Ovechkin does? Um, actually, I'm going to look this up just to make sure that he was, that he did not, that there was, a okay, so there was Hempf, Edmondson, Lee, Strom. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, 13 or 14 games. Tristan Joy, the goalie of the Pittsburgh Penguins, has more goals than Alex Ovechkin. I didn't know that until a few days ago, and I think he really... And I think that Ovechkin is playing hurt. There's something up with him, but yet he's still getting assists. I'm not sure exactly, but I think he, but right now, I'm going to say that he doesn't pass Gretzky and he retires in in two years because there's just something up with him right now. He's got maybe five goals on the year and and if he's just not going to, push it, you know, I think that's, I think it's a shame that he's not going to, that he could potentially not be Gretzky. And we need, and you know, records are meant to be broken. But this record right here is, I think Alex Ovechkin might be him, either him or Bedard are the only people to do it. It's not going to be Crosby. It's not going to be McDavid. And it certainly will not be Austin Matthews to do it because they're just too far into their career to to get to those numbers unless they put up 70 goals a year, which, you know, is highly unlikely. Bedard could certainly do it. He could get 35 this year and just keep, and then just get a bunch of 50-goal seasons and then he's in. Then he beats that record. But that'll about do it for this episode of the Adam Rossney Hockey Podcast. Thank you very much for listening to me. If you liked this episode, rate this five stars on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get this podcast, write me a l- little review, check out the links below and subscribe to the Substack. Both you can subscribe for free and or you can pay me six bucks a month and get a lot of bonus content. Yay. So with that being said, take care.